and welcome everyone to episode 2 of the Lunar C Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. We've recently been put on iTunes, so for those of you who would like to use that, that's now an option to listen to us. If you could please, please, please leave us a review, that would be so super helpful to us. Thank you. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing the newest episode of Steven Universe, Beach City Horror Club. It was shortened. Was it Beach City Horror Club? Just Horror Club? No Beach City, just Horror Club. Used to be Beach City Horror Club. I like that name better. It kind of bounces off the tongue. Yeah. I don't know. It feels better in the mouth, I guess. Yeah, I agree. That would have been a better name. In any case, my name is Ken Davis, also known as Takuza, and hosting on this episode as well are... I am Dakota, aka Mexican Game Boy. I think I'm going to go with my first name from here on out, too, because it's just more natural for me. I am still GC13, as I will be until the end of time. And I am Hunter Allen, a.k.a. The Large Mammal. I'm sorry I couldn't be with you uh, last week. I was at a Smash Brothers tournament, um, which I thoroughly lost. Uh uh-huh. Pretty good reason to miss. Yeah, we missed you. That is a really good reason. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Huh. <laughs> All is forgiven for the sake of Smash. I guess we can start out like we did last week. We can just kind of say whether we liked the episode, what our general thoughts are, were, um, and then we can move on to some more specific issues. Sure. Well, before that, I'd just like to kind of briefly mention... That this episode was written and boarded by Raven Molisi, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and Paul Vileko. Uh, they previously also wrote and directed, well they didn't direct, but they wrote and boarded Warp Tour. That was the last episode they did. I liked Warp Tour more than this, but they were both pretty solid. Warp Tour is a pretty tough act to follow. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, just briefly, this episode, in terms of ratings, it brought in 1,673,000 people, uh, which is down, but all of Cartoon Network's programming was down this week. That's interesting. Why do you think that is? I have no idea. It was just a really tough week for Cartoon Network. I mean, even even Teen Titans Go! was down. Was there anything special in terms of TV going on this week? You're asking the wrong guy. Super Bowl was a couple of weeks ago. I know that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't guess it could have anything to do with Valentine's Day. I don't know how that would make Everyone was so busy preparing for their lovey-dovey times that they decided no cartoons. That's what it is. <laughs> I guess. They probably just figured that after after On the Run, any episode they watch next is going to be uh, is going to be downhill, so why bother, you know? I guess that makes sense just for <laughs> the so? show, but I mean, there are kids who are going to be tuning in, you know, no matter what's on. Or at least that's how I see it. And a lot of casual fans who might be, you know, expecting the next episode, but haven't, you know, looked at the uh, episode summaries... Well, I mean, it was only down 20%, so... I feel like it probably isn't a mass coincidence, but yeah, I don't know. I was looking at the ratings for all of the episodes. Do you guys know what the highest rated episode was? Secret team. Ooh, let me take a guess. Um, Uh, Nope, GC ruined it. (laughs) Was it secret team? It was. That's interesting. I wouldn't have... I follow yeah. the horse race, what can I say? I don't I don't think that I don't think I would have guessed Secret Team. Yeah, that's surprising to me. I really like Secret Team. I, I think it's I think it's a good episode. It was good. I was gonna say house guest. I mean it's certainly no uh, ocean gem, but I I think it gets a lot of slag that it doesn't deserve. I liked it. I just would not have pictured it as being like the highest rated episode. I remember last semester I was actually taking a class into research methods and we were talking about ratings um, and a better way to gauge how popular an episode is is actually to try and look at that that show's Twitter handle and see how many tweets are being tweeted about it. Oh, really? More people Uh, who are live tweeting about that episode. Follow the hashtags, yeah. It's very smart. Bottom line is Steven is still number two next to Teen Titans Go, which is inexplicably the most popular show the network is airing right now. I really like Teen Titans Go, actually. Do you? I do yeah, too. I've heard it's not. I've heard it's not horrible. You know. I do. It's too. funny. I like Teen Titans. I've, I've watched I mean, several episodes of Teen Titans Go. I have. I have a hunch that if I looked at who the writers were, there would be one or two teams that were good, but the rest of them, they're just trying to make me laugh and they're not <laughs> succeeding. 
They do have a couple good writers, though. That's pretty absurd. I mean, you can't expect it to be canon with the Teen Titans universe, but I like it for what it is. Okay, so how do we feel about Ronaldo and Sadie? I love Ronaldo, and oh, uh, he's so much cooler than Lars. What is their ship name? What is their ship name? Rosati? Oh, jeez. Ronaldo? I mean, I'd say Rinaldi, but it's like a lot of Ronaldo's name, but he has the longer name, so I don't know what to do. I'll leave that one to the shippers. I don't know. I ship it. I ship it far more than Lars, although I do like Lars more after this episode. I just think they make a better fit. Yeah. And this is the first couple from any fictional universe I've ever stood behind a ship for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I like the symbolism of um, uh, Ronaldo and Sadie being just a flag with a donut and some fries in between the donut. <laughs> <laughs> the fry nuts. They're gonna break off. They're gonna make <laughs> the fry nuts. Oh my goodness! Foreshadowing anyone? Was that just in the comics, or was that in the that show? That was too? in the show. That was in um. Oh no! Wait, no. It was <laughs> almost in the show, and they released storyboards about it on Twitter. It didn't actually oh. make it into the episode. Ah, uh, yes, that was the one where where Petey was like, you I, "Yeah, Petey, Petey, Steven. That's not how he." Petey was on his father's shoulders. <laughs> And this was going to be after the scene of Smiley, right? I remember those boards. Probably. I remember those boards. I think that this episode does a lot, not just to establish Renati or Sinaldo or Ronald or Ronaldo X Sadie, whatever it is. I think this reveals a lot about the progression of Sadie and Lars's relationship. I mean, I think mm-hmm. obviously we can interpret that Lars, he's letting more on about his feelings for Sadie and Sadie's not as willing to take his, his trashing. I'm very thankful for episodes like these where we, I think we sort of needed this palate cleanser after on the run was some, it was some heavy rain. And so we needed just a sunny, sunny day like B-City Horror Club. <laughs> so happy. And not only that, but I think it's important that they flesh out the non-gym characters. Because they add, like, they're, they're like the frosting on the cake. They add so much color, and we care about them, you know? I, I just loved to see more Ronaldo. I think we left him oh, at a really, really bad place in Keep Beach City Weird. It was better to see him in a more positive protagonist role in this one rather than mm-hmm. semi-antagonist and then semi-pitiable character i don't know yeah. if you would consider him a protagonist in this episode i mean yeah. he's kind of willing to kill lars uh, to, be, yeah. to be fair he was sacrificing lars to an angry spirit to get an innocent soul back so i mean what are you gonna do that's kind of you know, that's a lose-lose situation there I mean, you just would you rather have Sadie or Lars? If, if you had to pick, if I had how to do I choose? <laughs> I don't know that I would want to pick between that. That's like one of those really horrible this or that questions. I'd pick mm-hmm. Sadie in a heartbeat. I really do yeah. not like Lars, not at all. I don't know. Lars I is think... kind of a jerk. He's he's a good character for the show, but he, he is a jerk. I don't even think he's a good character for the show. He's just kind of annoying to me. Okay, he's I an excellent lo- foil for like Steven. Lars as a character, but I love that they put them in the show, and I love how they're handling him emotionally. Mm-hmm. I think that the representation that he's giving to cartoons on an emotional level is really good because I I I'd like to imagine that the way Lars is feeling is the way a lot of people who are around like the 12, 13, 14 age range watching the show are feeling. And they might not realize that, you know, other people feel like that. So I think that's great. Because I think after this episode, we can interpret that he's kind of always felt like this. This wasn't some kind of awkward turn of the puberty emotional development where he started growing hair in strange places and thinking, nobody likes Mm -hmm. me. I think he's always had some kind of emotional problem. And I think that that was one thing we got out of it. He's been dealing with baggage for a while. 
One of the yeah. things that I wrote down in my notes was I was wondering why he's like, you know, I wonder if something happened in his past to make him like this. Like maybe he has an older brother or sister or something, or maybe some kind of abusive home life. Or I don't know. I feel very strongly that that's what they're, that's the direction they're moving towards and that we're going to get information regarding that in future episodes. But I really just don't care. Even if uh, there's like yeah. some particular yeah. event that is responsible for making him an asshole, it doesn't change the fact that he's being an asshole. And it's not going to change my opinion of him as a character. So I kind of wish we could just skip it. And not only that, but there's so much more interesting things happening right now. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want like to take it. Like, I'd, I, I'd like to forget about, about the, the side characters for a yeah. minute here. I mean, as much as I love Ronaldo, there is the big elephant in the room. Holy crap, was that the diamond from the money? I don't think that was the diamond. I don't think it, it was. It was cut the same way, though. A lot of gems, I think, are going to be cut like that, though. I don't think that was the diamond. Mm -hmm. I'm still sticking behind that the gem that they retrieved in Sirius Steven was the diamond. I know it has a screw on top, but I'm going to stand behind that just because it, it made this big temple. It was powering the temple. And I think that's the gem that Rose was fighting in the mural. I don't know. If this was the diamond, I don't know why it would have been latent for so long. How it could have been right on top of the temple and Guardian not sense it. I think that there's just too much disconnect there for that oh. to be the diamond. But that could have been like the craftiness of whoever that gin is, just hiding right under their noses. Oh, that makes such good TV. But you have to look at the way the diamond is cut. Just like the diamond on the money, this one is two levels of triangles nesting together underneath the thing. The crystal gems, if you look at their gems, they all have trapezoids. They're, they're cut differently. Whereas this one is all triangles. And yes, I actually did look that closely. That's interesting. Okay, I never what thought do you about mean that. when you say that? You know how on the door they have looking straight on and Garnet has the triangle and the square yeah, and you have the pentagon. Pearl has the catchabon. Steven so is that's five. The, that's the top. Okay. Let's say that's the top. If you rotate it 90 degrees so that you're not looking dead on at the top, you're looking at the side of the gem. A soup we would assume all look broadly like the gem on the money. You know, the same angling down, but that rim under, right underneath their top on the side has triangles and trapezoids rather than just that. triangles. Pearl, she's just smooth it all the way around. Oh, she's Pearl. She's the exception, just like the Mongols. <laughs> okay. Dropping some, okay. dropping some dropping crash some, course Dropping in there. some green on you. Oof. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't think she's the diamond. I think that the diamond they got either in Sirius Steven is the diamond, or diamond is the leader of the homeworld. Well, you have to admit, either way, that this gem is very different than any gem we've ever seen. It assumedly had a chance to reform, but chose not to. If it chose not to reform, then I do you think that it made a conscious decision to uh, make that holographic image? I think that that gem right now is a huge, huge mystery, but I, I think we have... Uh... There's a lot that this episode, I think, did. Mm -hmm. I think that this calls into the question something that right now, until we get another name for it, I'm just going to tag as Gem Possession. And I think Ooh. that we might see have seen possibly two more examples of this before this episode. Lapis could be arguably an issue of gem possession, and I think the desert pillow could also be an issue yeah, of gem yeah. possession. In which case, I think the secondary question we have to think about is willingness. Obviously, uh, yeah. Lapis wasn't put in that mirror willingly. She didn't want to be here. We don't know if the, yeah. if the uh, desert glass was willingly put into that pillow. Doubtful. But I think that the gem in the lighthouse was there by choice. Or maybe it just couldn't reform because it was stuck in the walls of the gem house somehow. I don't know. I, I think that there's a big question here of why that gem was in the lighthouse in the first place and why the gems didn't set. Yeah, you could say that 
possibly that the gem couldn't reform because it expended so much energy attacking Lars, but, I mean, there was no binding magics. I don't think that's the case. Because, I mean, even when Pearl got stabbed through the chest, it only took her, like, what, two, three weeks to reform? It was two weeks, but Amethyst said that was a long time. If you assume that the gem was somehow defeated, say, by Rose, and then placed into the wall as it was being built, it would be like burying it and it doesn't have room to come out. I can see that possibly being a Maybe. scenario, but then you have the question of why did she not bubble it? I don't think that Rose put the gem. Someone did, and it was in the past couple hundred years. I think that if we look back to, um, yeah, Monster Buddies, you look back to Monster Buddies, and the centipedal had this, like, its own primal behavior to where yeah. it didn't really think on a level as Garnet, Amethyst, and Pearl would, or as Lapis would. Yeah. And maybe it's thinking, maybe the, the gem in the wall was thinking on those sort of base instincts of it either needed to create itself a body, or it could just use the lighthouse, perhaps. That's just, I'm just snowballing here. Well, snowballing's not going to be until winter forecast. If the gem has been active all this time right above the lighthouse, so I'm wondering why we haven't seen it do anything else. I mean, we got the flashback between Ronaldo and Lars, and we got it trying to eat Sadie and making the big mouth hole and making all those papers fly around. Why, isn't it, why haven't we seen it done anything else since then? Has it just been content to hang out there? Somebody on the Reddit discussion thread for Horror Club had the idea that maybe the gem being there is why Ronaldo thought he had psychic ghost powers. That's a really good point. Oh. I like that theory a lot. That's yeah, a really actually, good point. I do like that. That's good. I mean, so from what we can see, it appears to have kind of befriended Ronaldo. At the very least, it dislikes Lars. Mm -hmm. It didn't have to keep showing that memory beyond the point where Lars wrote his name in the wall. It could have just stopped there. It, it attached a significance to what Lars did to Ronaldo, so I, I do think it sympathizes with him. I'm really curious as to why that gem had any interest in Ronaldo and Lars' relationship at all. I mean, we know that Pearl is very positive towards people. Like, she likes people, she likes the earth, she wants to protect it. And even she thinks that, you know, interactions between people are, are just boring. She thinks people are boring, even though she likes them. Kind of a little bit of a contradiction. I mean, if we assume mm. that this gem was not a part of the Crystal Gems, or even if it was, why did it care about that relationship in the first place? Why did that compel it to stay in the lighthouse for all those years? Well, remember that Lapis was very thankful to Stephen for having talked to her. But Stephen was a gem, and she knew that. Yeah, but she was just... She's been in that mirror for probably 2,000 years, maybe longer. So we know that the gem has been in the lighthouse for at least 100 years, probably. Ronaldo is the only friend it's ever had. So, okay, that's just one of the things that I've really been trying to struggle to find meaning of out of this episode, is why did that gem care at all? I think this gem, I don't know if it's going to be this season or if it's going to be in my magical season two, where we have so many gems running around, it's going to be so <laughs> awesome. But we are at some point going to learn more about this gem in particular. I remember reading on the subreddit a while back, it was a long time ago, someone posting a theory that the lighthouse is actually a part of the temple. And Doubtful. that the reason that the inhabitants of Beach City don't think much of these strangely colored women flying around and crashing into their pizza shops is because the lighthouse, that's what it keeps them from doing, you know? It blinds them to the reality of the gem. So I mm. think that this episode might give a little bit more credibility to that theory that the lighthouse is an extension of the temple. 
But I don't know how much I still want to believe that because the second thing I want to talk about in this podcast is Ronaldo's relationship with the paranormal. Why does he consider gem things to be just, you know, gem things? That's natural. That's okay. And other paranormal things to be so crazy and insane. And he has this drive to, to want to prove them. I mean, if we assume he's lived in Beach City all his life, surely he's seen the temple. Yeah, thank you. That's a part of his character that's really bothered me since his introduction. It really doesn't make any sense to me. It's like this huge gaping contradiction. Why does he not consider these clearly supernatural things that are relevant to the gems normal? Why does he not consider them supernatural? I mean, you, you hop in a car and you can drive 60 miles an hour down the highway and feel like you're not going as fast as you could be. Now, you tell somebody somebody a thousand years ago sees that, they're going to be freaking right out about that, but you don't think about it because cars are just normal to you. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, there was obviously a big conflict that happened. Yeah. Like, that, that consumed a large amount of land and that almost destroyed the world. I'm imagining people would know about that. Depending on when it took place. The earliest we figure it took place would have still been around the... I think I it was right around when the Romans shifted from the Republic to the Empire. That's the earliest it could have been. It could have been before the rise of civilization. We don't even know. You think that's the absolute earliest it could have been? You don't think the gems could have been around a lot longer than even people have been around? I would figure we're looking at two to 10,000 years, although thousands of years... When Pearl says thousands of years, that's a lot of wiggle room, but... I think when she <laughs> says thousands of years, that means that, that 2,000 years ago is the earliest that it yes. happen, not the latest. Or I think I said that backwards. I'm saying two to ten. Two to ten thousand years. Fair enough. But I mean, bottom line is, it's been a while. People have had lots of time to forget about it. Oh, but I think... Okay, how many how many monuments from over ten thousand years ago are still, like... I'm not sure. I have no idea. But I think that the gems... I think the gems have affected the tectonic plates, too, because you remember in Cat Fingers, Garnet said that they had a tectonic emergence because of the flow, uh, a living island. Yeah. I, I think that considering... Like, How come we never got to see that? That would have been so cool. <laughs> I don't know. We got to see the gems loop in one of the comic covers again. I feel like that probably probably wasn't a throwaway comment about the tectonic island, but I don't think about this episode. So then I think some, something else I noticed earlier today, I wanted to watch the episode one more time before our podcast. I think Steven, other than being a healer, he has some kind of empathy-related ability. Oh, yeah. I, I think he might just want to read it as a throwaway line, possibly, when he said he can feel it, it's hurting, but I don't think huh. it is. I think that he has the ability to actually empathize with other gems, and yeah. that might have been something Rose had and that he inherited from Rose, but that might be something inherent to his human nature, too, and maybe why it was important that he existed. I don't know. But I thought that was interesting, and I wanted to talk about that. For, um, like, knowing that, can you guys remember any point in the past where his empathetic ability might have been an issue or we might have seen some kind of evidence of it? I don't know if it's magical empathy, but in the test, he certainly put the needs of the Crystal Gems ahead of his own. I thought that was like the first big step he took towards being a leader, not just a commander oh, yeah. from Waterbound Steven, but a true leader. Yeah, and if you put like any interactions with Lapis Lazuli... Or Lapis Lazuli, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's how she pronounces it, so that's how we have to. It's okay. I say I keep saying Peridot instead of Peridot. But yeah, you, if you just look at any interactions between him and um, Lapis... He definitely wants to work it out. 
Yeah, I think he's definitely more of someone who doesn't like real conflict. I think we saw that in Ocean Gem, that maybe he likes the idea of conflict. Just because, you know, he's a 12-year-old boy, you know, the Crystal mm -hmm. Gems, he constantly sees them doing all these cool actions. But he would definitely be one who would rather, you know, talk things out. He only likes conflict when there's helicopter yeah. dogs involved. Right. Nah, I don't think I don't think Steven's ever going to back down from a, from a bit of a Donnybrook, but... Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just still so sad about Don Gate. I have to work in Renzo quotes whenever I can. But In addition to displaying his empathy abilities, I also thought it was really nice that he kind of was able to control his other powers a lot more freely in this episode. He was able oh, yeah. to summon the shield very easily. He was able to bubble and teleport the gem once he finally captured it. Well, he's never had trouble with the bubbling and teleporting ever since he manifested it, but the, but his use of the bubble shield was quite impressive, and Ronaldo said nothing about it. None of them did. None of them seemed to really care about his superpowers, which goes back it's, to what we were talking about earlier. But it's yeah. Steven, it's just what he does, you know? Yeah, you know, there's, there's some weird stuff happening, but Steven, you know, he's, he's just got that, yeah, that boring involved. old bubble. I mean, I guess if nothing else, you can accept that after Beach, keep Beach City where Ronaldo's like, okay, maybe some of the stuff you don't know. Mm. But I mean, we do know also from Word of God, from Rebecca Sugar, that before Steven was a thing, the gems tried not to interact with people. So I still don't know that I'm completely satisfied with that answer. Why is Ronaldo just like, okay, yeah, whatever, that's gems and then everything. Like, this is so crazy. This is so weird. <laughs> yeah, look, this potato looks like a person. <laughs> like those giant centipede fights outside my door. But this potato, though. <laughs> yeah, this potato is like logging about. Oh, and the space bees. Mm. I have a picture that I drew myself. <laughs> yeah, he posted that one after uh, Lars and the Cool Kids. He said that the pl the plant, the flowers from oh. the moss after it bloomed was preparation for an invasion by space oh, bees. Funny. And he draws this MS Paint fabulous image of a upright bee <laughs> with like a laser pistol in its hand. It was the best. I, I don't remember that. I remember him talking uh, about allergies. Oh, that is the best. I'll link to it. I'll link to it in the podcast description. It's beautiful. <laughs> space bees. Space. I thought you were dang the space bees. Future vision for a minute there. No, those 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 guys are like this. The space bees would like pwn them in an instant. It, it it wouldn't even be close. I think that's all I have in terms of notes to talk about. Except I did just see this one thing I had written down. Did he, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but they built a fence around the the big donuts dumpster. Amethyst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was looking that I, I, I was like, I was also watching the episode before the podcast and I saw it's like isn't that where the dumpster should be? I didn't notice. <laughs> and then that Steven did his like horror pop up impression on Lars. Jesus. <laughs> oh, this show is so. I love this show so much. I really do. <laughs> I want to mention that blog post that was on the Keep Beach City Weird Tumblr that like predicted this episode. Well, it didn't predict it. It was a reference oh, to this episode yeah, like, three months yeah. ago. Mm -hmm. That was, I mean, now now I'm wondering, are we going to see Ronaldo dressed up as a fig tree and help Steven out when he thinks he's alone? <laughs> yeah. Because he's a plant, he's funny. Yes, he dresses up as a ficus. <laughs> <laughs> but for the uh, I'll I'll link to I'll link to the two asks that he answered um also the one where he talks about his first experience with the weird being with some tacky wood paneling and then one where are you friends with Lars one word response no i do remember that yeah. i do remember that. yeah and i didn't even think anything of him and they they, they saw, i just thought it was ronaldo being weird and then we find out that it was weird 
I I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah, the, they they are so messing with us on the Keep Beach City Weird blog, and I love it so much, and I don't ever want them to stop. <laughs> yeah, their fan involvement is really top notch. Oh, you know what oh, yeah. we haven't talked about yet? We haven't talked hmm. about Lars's gauges. Oh, please no! Oh God, they were wonderful. How come usually he doesn't <laughs> wear gauges, though? You know, I, I was talking <laughs> with someone else about this. I was saying that maybe he's not allowed to wear them at work, so he wears those clear little ring plugs. You know, and if anyone doesn't know this, those gauges things smell horrible when you take them. My brother had gauges yeah. for a while. He he tricked me into smelling them once. Never again. You will not make that mistake twice. <laughs> What a jerk. It, it was gross. It was a very Is your brother Lars or something? My brother very well may be Lars. It's it's very much so a possibility. I, I kind of hope that becomes a thing from here on out, like we see him wearing different places. Or is he going to be wearing snowflakes if he's in winter forecast? Ooh, that would be painful. <laughs> Unless it's like a little snowflake in a round thing, they would be poking in his ouch. Obviously. Uh. I, I don't even know how the how the skull things worked out. It looked like there was it looked like it was seamless. So it was just hmm. like he had painted skull on flesh with with no hole. Uh, Jesus, that's metal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no what is metal? Carving your name into wood paneling. Ooh, such a metal kid. But yeah, I'm looking through the episode discussion subreddit or on the subreddit, and yeah, people are definitely questioning. Um, why Ronaldo isn't just losing his mind over the stuff Steven can do. I don't know. I <sighs> guess GC is right that if, you know, you tried to talk to someone from a thousand years ago about how a car works, they would just be freaking out. But, you know, you and I, we get in vehicles every day and we don't think anything of it. I mm-hmm. guess just maybe because he's been raised around it. I don't know. Stuff that's gem stuff doesn't as register as weird for him. Because if you remember, Connie's parents, they weren't freaking out about the fact that there was this however tall gigantic woman they thought it was a bit weird they were mad at connie for lines that's the only thing they really <laughs> cared about yeah but i just love that this giant woman is stomping up to the <laughs> restaurant they they don't even get out of their seats they're just like whoa and then it's not polite to stare <laughs> yeah that really bothers i guess me. yeah future times are weird stephen doesn't just hear it goes like that in the biz he lives the biz stephen is the biz oh yeah Steven is <laughs> going to give everybody the business. Let's <laughs> not get carried away. It's a little bit too young for that. Yeah, it's not the kind of business I was talking about. Get your mind out of the gutter. Steven grows <laughs> up, decides, you know, this gem stuff, I'm behind it. It's time to conquer the business world. Steven's going to join the circus. He's going to be, he's going to take back his persona as Tiger Millionaire. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Oh, I oh, so God. get to see Tiger Millionaire again. It's He's such an awesome character. I, that would be great. So is that it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. That sums it up. So many seeds being planted for future episodes, though, with that gem. Absolutely. Well, I guess, you know, we talked some about gem possession. I have some kind of notes here for something I was calling gem latent. I guess, yeah, you're right. I think that gem is going to raise a lot of questions, but I don't feel like there's enough that we know as of this episode to speculate anymore. Nope. This is just this is just all plans for the future that they're laying down. Very good ground laying episode. Could branch off in so many directions. I'm so ready. I'm not gonna lie. The first watch through I had of it, the first time I, I saw it, I was kind of disappointed. In it. Really? I just. But then again, it, it's really hard to follow. That's just a yeah. I like this episode more than on the run, but I liked it. I don't know. No complaints. It's me. a good character episode. It's because you're a horrible person and didn't like on the run. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're all crazy. As uh, I listened to the podcast. Last week, and uh, I'd like to throw my hat in the ring of best gem is Garnet. Garnet used okay. to be best gem. Used to be. Still is best gem. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't know what you're saying. 
whatever. You guys can be your wrong opinion. That's fine. <laughs> Throw your hat into the ring. It's just gonna. It's still a bad hat. It's a fedora. It was. <laughs> oh, you take that back. That that's cold, man. I, I take it back. That was a... Okay, but it was pointed out that this is the first episode that we've had without any of the other crystal gems. It's just Steven in this episode. Oh, that's right. I hmm. noticed that earlier. I didn't know. We've had a few episodes with just one gem, and I think the closest before that was Joking Victim. That's the name of the episode, where Amethyst was kind of there. Yeah, where Amethyst had very minor involvement. But yeah, I mean, it's all about the Steven. I mean, I guess that's kind of natural, though, if you think about it. Because we just had really gem-heavy. I think it's oh, yeah. makes sense Very... for them to back up. But this was a pretty gem-heavy episode, too. I mean, it was, wasn't was revealed until the very end, but... This wasn't a big reveal, though. I think this laid the groundwork for future lore. This We didn't get any direct lore. But it was But it was revealed that it was all about a gem. I do think, though, that it was more centered around the people. Yeah, it was definitely more centered around the character. I think it was pretty obvious from the beginning, though, that a gem went to, you know, I mean, did anyone expect it to be an actual no. poltergeist? You, well, you kind of figured that anything supernatural is going to be gem-related. What I was really happy that they didn't do is the normal thing where this would all turn out to be an elaborate prank. They, they love to subvert normal plot lines on this show, and I'm glad I'm... they subverted this one. I'm glad they didn't do the cliche thing of, oh, it's a gem, everything's fine, eh, we're all buddy-buddy now, and then at the very end, just that last thing of just like, oh, and a ghost shows up. Oh, God, no. It was really a ghost. We took <laughs> you on a ruse cruise. Oh, that would have been so mean. <laughs> a ruse crew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that in the future. I'm stealing that. Uh, cruising for a bruising, or is this a rude bruise? But yeah, oh when, whenever you see Steven Universe doing a tired old plot line, you can expect them to put some kind of a twist on it. In this case, the twist is, yeah, House really was on it. <laughs> kind of weird, huh? Yep. No gems. Ghosts. Toast? It's just like they drop everything gem-related ever. And Steven just goes on to be a Ghostbuster. <laughs> Save that for the spinoff. <laughs> yeah, Steven Universe is a stealth trailer for uh, for Steven Universe Ghost Hunter. That's what it is. <laughs> All right, I, I think we're done here. So this is Dakota. I'm GC. I'm Ken. And I'm Hunter. Thank you for listening to the Lunar Sea Spire Fan Podcast. We will see you next week with Winter Forecast. Later, kiddos. Leave us a review on iTunes. Bye. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.